Thanks for tuning in. This is the recap with Rob. Let's go. In this episode, I'm going to be recapping two movies that I watched recently. Number one is going to be Lady Bird. And the second film I'm going to be talking about is Wonder. So let's get right down to it. Lady, Lady Bird. Well, first, before I get into the movies, I just want to say, how was your holidays? My holidays were great. Thank you for asking. Spent Thanksgiving hosting. The wifey and I were going crazy, making sure everyone was okay. I played bartender, usually something I love to do while hosting. I had my own uh, Thanksgiving Day drink menu. Everyone was just ordering the same exact thing. Some cucumber lime gin spritzers, some Malibu Bay Breezes. No one wanted to order an old-fashioned, which is my favorite drink. I was a little bit disappointed in that. Anyway, hope you ate well. We're coming down to the end of the year. And you know what that means? Everyone's going to be releasing their end of the year lists. Let's see it. Top 10 movies, top 10 albums, or top 50 albums, because there's always so many albums and so forth. So I'm going to do that too. I love doing that. It's just fun making lists, but I'm not going to do it this episode. Just that I'm preparing it. I hope you are too. So we have a nice little discussion. Maybe Mike will be able to join me and so we can get him back on board so we can do a popcorn and pop oh, wow i messed that up popcorn and pop culture podcast episode all right but that's enough of that let's get into lady bird love 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 this movie i'm not going to spoil it so you haven't seen lady bird don't worry about it but i'm going to talk about it a little bit no spoilers but right from the beginning i want to say you got to see this movie this movie is great but Don't go into it with like these crazy, unrealistic expectations. That's that's a problem. That's a problem with a film like Lady Bird at this very moment. At this moment, you're hearing all of the critics come out. You're hearing all the people come out who were able to watch this film in limited release. And it's 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 blown up. Oh, Lady Bird is the highest. Um, and best reviewed movie in Rotten Tomatoes history. Like that is just destined for trouble. If you're going to have that mindset going into seeing Lady Bird, thinking that this movie is going to, you know, implode your mind with cinematic greatness, then you're never going, it's never going to live up to those expectations. Just take it in, take a deep breath, and just enjoy the show. Now, for me, Lady Bird, I found... It was just a simply sensational movie. It was of great and high quality all around. Directed and written by Greta Gerwig, who you might know from Frances Ha and Mistress America. She has kind of been on the indie movie scene for years. And it's great that she was able to finally um, write and direct her own movie. And it is an absolute hit. And for really, really good reasons, too. But Lady Bird is a coming-of-age type of story. And I love coming-of-age movies. I think they are fantastic. But, you know, this movie kind of lacks any plot. This it, It's almost directionless because it's not about the plot. There's no real, you know, story arc per se. We're kind of just living and experiencing the main character, whose name is Ladybird, or 
you know, her, her given name from her parents was Christine McPherson, but she's given herself the name of Lady Bird. So she goes by that a lot. But we're kind of just in the life of Lady Bird and her family and her friends for one year. It basically chronicles one year, her senior year, at a Catholic, you know, prep school. And it's just uh, the roller coaster ride of being a high school senior applying to colleges. The hormones are raging. You have boyfriends and girlfriends. You have best friends that you might not see ever again because of college. You have family struggles. You have, you know, there's just, there's so many great themes about this story. Now, personally, I, I can't say that I exactly and directly connect with the character of Lady Bird. It, in my opinion, I think that women and I think uh, teenage girls and even, uh, you know, young adult women can relate to the character of Lady Bird a lot better than I can. Sure, I'm not a girl and I'm not a woman, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the point because even though it is a great daughter and mother story about how they interact with each other, how they get on each other's nerves, how they communicate with each other and how they fight with each other, it's, it's all so real and it's so, you know absolute exceptional the way it's portrayed on the film you know i couldn't relate to that but i was thinking about this and after the film after, right after i watched the movie i was like you know that was a good movie but i didn't really relate to the main character ever since I, i've seen the movie though i've been thinking about the movie non-stop and it's just stayed with me and it's because it's because everything that greta gerwig did with this movie she created such a rich film with a, a setting such as Sacramento that I've never been into, but Sacramento is like the its own character in this film. It, it's such it's so lively, and even though, even though it might be a place that Lady Bird doesn't particularly love, nor a lot of characters in the film do love it, but there's something about it that is so strategically specific that Greta Gerwig does. It's that. There's 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 a line in the film and it's a it's it's a theme in the film that like if you pay attention to something no matter how much you say you hate it maybe you actually love it, and Greta Gerwig pays so much attention to all of the characters including the setting and and the place of Sacramento it's hard to believe that she doesn't have any feelings other than absolute admiration and love for everyone. <clears throat> I'm just talking about Ladybird and her mom and her dad and her adopted brother and the relationships that he had with she, she had with these two boys in the movie. They're just also fleshed out so magnificently. I don't know if I've seen a movie in recent memory with characters so well developed in such little time. This movie is barely 90 minutes long and yet I feel like I know the flaws and the vices and yet the, the the great side of every character, the positives and the negatives and all the gray area in between. I know so much about all these characters and that's because she really wisely uses her limited time with every character to develop them and it's just a masterful job by Greta Gerwig so I applaud her, you know, bravo for doing that. 
Oh, excuse me, didn't mean that. Anyway, this movie, as you can tell from me speaking about it, I really do love this movie. And like I said, it's not that the plot wowed me, and it's not that, you know, any one character really did stand out over another because they all are a great ensemble cast. But it's just almost the simplicity and the subtle nature that Greta Gerwig really just concentrates on. And there's just so many great themes in this film. It's, you know, on top of Lady Bird applying to college and this coming-of-age story and her relationship with her family and especially her mother. But then there's, you know, she's in Catholic school and the, and the film never really makes a mockery of Catholic school like you're used to seeing in almost every single type of movie or television show. It's it, There's some really subtle references that this is... A story that is taking place in 2002, which is post 9-11 time, but at, in the West Coast. So how does that reflect and how does that impact the people living in Sacramento? What happened from 9-11? It is, there's just some really subtle, subtle things about it, but it, 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 that makes it so, so in-depth. Oh, it, it's amazing. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Also, there's, there's, there's issues about their their you know their economic status as a family they're not very wealthy and they're they don't hide that but you know as as a high schooler and as a teenager you kind of like you maybe wish that they did hide it or you wish that you obviously wish that you had more money these are things that don't really come in mind you know when you grow up whether you have money or not, when you grow up as a child, you kind of think that the way you live at home is the only way and the way that everyone lives at home until you go to school and you make friends and you realize that they have, maybe they have more things than you do. Maybe they have less than you do. Then you realize that other people actually live a lot differently than you do. And that's like a mind-blowing type of thing, <laughs> you know? So I like it that you know, we don't have a movie, a coming-of-age story with these characters that don't have money as an issue. Because money is certainly an issue for more than half of the world, you know. So why not have this as an issue here? And that is. And there's also the um, the hormones are raging, like I said. And there's, there's, some, there's some scenes about relationships and sex that Lady Bird really confronts. And it's so very real because... Let's just say that it's not all great and it's not all exciting at every single moment, especially during your first or second or third relationship, especially in high school. So they really hit upon that. Like I said, it's I'm, I'm just amazed by how much they were able to fit in such a short run length for a film, but so many great characteristics and aspects about it. All right, I think I'm done talking about Lady Bird. Uh, it is a magnificent movie. I'm not exactly sure what grade I'm gonna give it. I think it'll be an A minus, like a nine or 9.5 out of 10. It is, but it's certainly a movie. I can't imagine someone not liking this movie, but it's a movie that maybe isn't going to be loved by everyone like I do. But, you know, I would just say recommend to see it. Um, give me like a short little break because I just have to drink a little tea and then I'm going to talk about Wonder. Alright, let's do this. Wonder! 
When there is a film directed and co-written by Steven Spotsky. That name sounds familiar to you? Probably not. But he also wrote the, bu the book of Perks of Being a Wallflower and directed and wrote the screenplay of that. And The Perks of Being a Wallflower is one of my favorite films about high school and about... Uh, it's another coming-of-age story, of course. You know, just jumping them back on, on uh, Lady Bird. But that's a phenomenal movie. So having him... Here doing Wonder, I thought was a great choice. Wonder is a book that really, really is important to me because as a future educator, we were, I, I, did, a, I did a whole book project on the book Wonder and I read the novel and it, it's by R.J. Palacio. I hope I'm saying the name right. And it is a phenomenal story. Like I said, this is, this, okay, this is a family film and this is a family story and it's a youth adult novel, but be, that being said, you know it's going to be a little cheesy. You know it's going to be a little heavy-handed at times. You know it's going to end happily because it, it it's that type of movie. That's not its fault, though. What What's so important about this film, and which is why so many elementary school students are almost forced or really, really suggested to read this book now, is that it really tackles a lot of issues that children will face. And it really presents topics to them that maybe are uncomfortable to them maybe that they are not they haven't experienced themselves and reading a book or, or hearing a story or watching a film about this stuff is going to really enlighten them and make everyone a better person and how could that be a bad thing you know something that makes someone else better like how could that be frowned upon anyway wonder it was a very, very good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the book as well. It stars Julia Roberts and Owen Wilson. They play the parents um, of the child whose name is Augie. And he is played by the young actor Jacob Tremblay, who was phenomenal in the film Room a couple years back with Brie Larson. So, again, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil this film. This film is about a boy, Augie, who has a terrible facial deformity. He was born with it after 20 plus surgeries. They've done as much as they can to make him, to ensure that he's able to live. And because with, with a deformity that bad when you're, when you're born, they were worried if he was going to be able to breathe or eat on his own and, and, you know, and function. But after the, all those surgeries, they did a lot of surgeries to help correct how he looked, and um, they did the best they can, but he still has lots of scars. Um, he, it, he struggles to eat in a, um, a non-sloppy manner, and he just has a really terrible facial deformity. That being said, like in the book, they made it so, so significantly worse than you see in the movie, but I guess because it is a movie and you are not using your imagination, you're actually seeing the deformity the entire time, I guess they had to you know, kind of scale it back a bit. Anyway, he's entering fifth grade, and because of his medical issues, Augie has been homeschooled his entire life by his mom. Well, here it comes. He's entering fifth grade for the first time in his life. I think it's middle school. It's at a Beecher Prep, I think it's called. And yeah, so he's obviously nervous. The whole family is nervous. He is entering a school full of strangers, full of teachers that he don't know. And throughout his entire life, he's just been used to people almost like fearfully 
being nervous around him and like you know if i touch him does he have a disease well i get it they you know they kind of call it the black plague or the plague or so forth and people just cannot like stop staring at him people people just make him feel really really awkward and worse than he already feels and that does something to your self-esteem obviously and so just trying to put yourself in Augie's shoes a fifth grader he's 10 years old and his entire life like he knows that there's something wrong with him and he knows he has a deformity and people can you know they can they can misinterpret that as a disability they can misinterpret that as you know he has a disease and there's something wrong with him but you know what there's nothing wrong with him he's still a kid and kind of that's the theme of the movie like you know you know the whole the whole thing don't judge a book by its cover type of thing like that that's the movie that's the message you know you should like someone for who they are on the inside on the outside so forth anyway i won't get into too much of the plot i'm just going to say that i thoroughly enjoyed this movie i think it was phenomenal i think that it did the best that it could to adapt from the book and the book was written in different perspectives so it starts out with Augie then you have here his uh his sister Via and his sister was a great big part in this movie and a great big part in the book and they portrayed it really really well um yeah so they did that well because they kind of did tackle upon different perspectives. He he makes a friend in Jack Will. They have his perspective. They have the pers perspective of the sister. They have the perspective of sister's friend. They have perspectives of others of Augie's friends and so forth. It does a really good job at that. It does a good job at bringing everything together. Like I said, it's a little sappy at times, a little hokey. Almost feels like a Disney or Lifetime film. But it's going to most certainly hit you in the feels. It's a very heartfelt film, you know, it, 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 you're probably going to shed a tear or two if you have any soul or anything resembling a heart at all. It's, um, like I said, it's an important film for all children to see. I think it's an important film for all parents and adults to see as well. And it's just about acceptance. And there's, there's going to be a lot of ugly, and I'm not talking about appearance-wise, which is ugly on the inside. There's going to be a lot of really intense and ugly people that just won't accept others for being different. And until we can change that and make it a society standard and a society and a, and a norm, it should be normal to accept everyone despite their ability, despite their appearance, despite their race and gender everyone should have a chance and everyone should have a voice and everyone should have an opinion that is valued and i think wonder is just a great big step in the right direction so i am advocating for wonder very 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 deeply um as a film i'll give it an eight out of ten like i said it's it, it did they did the best they could with this film it's not going to be you know an award-winning film by any means but it's a film that i think will be you know definitely been it will be watched by millions it will find its place on syndication on you know any channel <laughs> and it's one that's going to really make an impact i hope all right well thanks for listening I have watched a couple other films, so I'm going to be doing some more recaps very soon. 
But uh, this is a popcorn and pop culture podcast segment. This is the recap with Rob, and that's me. Thanks. And uh, tune into the next episode. Peace.